welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. If you can please turn with me, we're picking up as we go through the book of Revelation. It's not revelations, plural, so you know. So a lot of you people would say, I'm in the book of Revelations. It's so just so you know, it's, Reve- it's a book of Revelation. I actually corrected someone. I, when I was teaching this many years ago, I said just that. You know, it's not plural revelations. But then in the same study, I said Costco's. And somebody corrected me and said, it's Costco, not Costco's. <laughs> so, okay. I had it coming, I guess, you know. The title of our message is Hell on Earth. Hell is a literal place. Some churches won't teach on hell. Some churches tell you that it's not a real place. Well, biblically speaking, on the authority of the word of God, hell is a literal place. It's not a subject I'm particularly you know, excited about teaching, but it's, it's a warning. During the time of tribulation, we're going to look in our text here in Revelation chapter Nine, we're going to be looking at verses 1 to 12. It's going to be, there's going to be hell on this earth. And it's something that we've never experienced before. We won't experience it as believers in Jesus Christ because we're going to be gone. We're going to be in heaven. So don't worry about that. But I'm sure we know people that don't know the Lord. And if they do not know the Lord, if they're not saved, if they're not born again, they'll be left on this earth. And they will literally experience hell here on earth. And it's terrible. It's going to be a terrible place. You think things are bad now, just hold on. It's it's going to get really bad. But we're going to be able to, you know, be on the other side. We're not going to be in the midst of that. Have you ever been in a place where you're like, wow, that was terrible? When I was in Israel once, I got stuck on an elevator with a bunch of people. And I was just, there was no room to move. And then the elevator stopped in between floors. To me, that's like hell on earth. I mean, it's like... (laughs) I have claustrophobia, and I was just like, get me out of here. I literally had to sing praises to the Lord just to keep my mind off of what was happening in the real world here. There was a time when I was in the water meter business, and way back when I was uh, like a supervisor, I would repair the pipes that would break and stuff like that. And so uh, there was a broken pipe underneath, just a leak underneath one of the homes. The installer caused a leak, so we have to fix it. So I went to look at it. Well, it was underneath the crawl space, and this crawl space was only like, I mean, it was like this, like I could barely fit in it. And it was on the other side of the house. So imagine you're going to the crawl space. And I went in a lot of crawl spaces. I was okay with that. But what was happening, the closer I went to where the leak was, it was getting tighter and tighter. And then I couldn't move my body. And I couldn't turn. I couldn't move. And, then, and I was like a little bit stuck. And then the, the, my face was on the dirt. And I'm breathing in dirt so I can't breathe. And I was going through. And I literally thought when I was there, it's like, this is a taste of hell here on earth. And I just to do, to stay underneath there, the, the installer was there. I said, can you please just keep talking to me so I can keep my mind on something, ex- you know, except where I'm at right now. I had to keep my mind off of where I was at to stay under there to do the work that needed to be done. But even that is nothing to compare to what hell is. Hell is a place of torment. It's a place of eternal torment. You don't want to go there. You don't want your friends to go there. You don't want your family to go there. You don't want your neighbors to go there. Let me tell you this. You don't want your worst enemy to go there. That's how bad this place is. So with that being said, we're going to look at this place. And I'm going to ask if you could please stand with me as I read God's word. 
Revelation chapter 9, verses 1 to 12, the Apostle John writes, Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star falling from heaven to the earth. To him it was given the key to the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit, like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power as, a scorpion, as the scorpions of the earth have power. They were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them five months, for their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. Verse 6, In those days men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die, and death will flee from them. The shape of the locust was like horses prepared for battle. On their heads were crowns of something like gold, and their faces were like faces of men. They had hair like women's hair, and their teeth were like lion's teeth. They had breastplates like breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses running into battle. They had tails like scorpions, and there was stings in their tails. Their power was to hurt men five months, and they had a king. They had as king over them the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew was Abaddon, but in Greek, Apollyon. His name was Apollyon. Verse 12, last verse we're going to look at. But woe, one woe is past. Behold, still two woes are coming after these things. Lord, there's a lot here. Lord, I pray for application for us. Though we won't be here as believers, Lord, I pray that you would, Lord, please give us application for our lives personally. How do these verses affect us? What does this mean to us? Lord, you promise that when we read the book of Revelation, that we have a blessing, that you bless us when we read it, when we hear it, and now when we apply it. So help us to apply it in our lives, Lord. Show us how we can do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you. Wow, it's a heavy chapter. Remember the Apostle John, he's caught up into heaven and he sees a vision of the future. He sees things that are going to happen into the future what we're looking at, I believe, is going to take place during the Great Tribulation period, the, the end of the, the Tribulation period. There's going to be seven years of Tribulation here on this earth. It's going to be terrible here. I see with this whole pandemic thing, scamdemic, whatever you want to call it, plandemic, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's terrible, though. All that's going on is terrible. Everything that's happening is terrible. And I look at it, and I, I feel like I'm in a different world. I'm not in the world that I used to be in. And it's a whole different world when I go to the grocery store. Whatever is happening, it's just we're in a different world. People are panicking. People are fearful. People are worried. People are uh, anxious about everything. It, it's all doom and gloom. And I, I wish I could stand up here and give everybody just better news. But it's going to get worse than this. And these are signs of things to come, and it's going to get worse. And it's like birth pangs. It's like a woman in labor. It's going to get closer together, and it's going to get worse. But the good news is, that's the bad news. The good news is, is we're going to be out of here soon, I believe, as believers in Jesus Christ. 
called the rapture of the church. So here John gets caught up. He sees into the future. This is the, tr- the, seven, uh, the trumpet judgments. We already looked at four of them last week. We're looking at the fifth one. Remember at the end of uh, chapter 8, it says, whoa, whoa, whoa. The angel says, whoa, whoa, whoa. In other words, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. And so this is one that's really bad. And I want to look a little closer at verse, verse 1 here. And it says, then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. There's a few key words here we need to understand to make sense of this text. The star. You notice it says, to him. So it's a person. It's not an actual star. It's a person. And in the Bible, even in Revelation chapter 1, verse 20, it says, And the seven stars are the, can we say that together? Angels of the seven churches. So this is an angel. I believe this star that's talking about here, it's an angel. There's a, so it's an angel, but did you notice the word after star? What does it say? Can we say that together, please? Fallen. It's a fallen star. Does that make you think of anybody? Well, if you know your Bible, how you've fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning star or the, the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the what? Nations. Lucifer. Lucifer is Satan, the devil, before he fell. That was his name. He was a fallen angel. So even uh, another translation, how art thou fallen from heaven, O day star, son of the morning? So many believe, and I believe that this one that has the key, was given a key to the bottomless pit, is none under, other than Satan. So Satan, it's kind of like, you know, God, Jesus himself, we're told in other scripture, Jesus holds the keys to death and life and Hades. And so I believe what happens is he kind of gave him the keys to the, not the car, but the keys to the, you know, to the bottomless pit, just to open up the bottomless pit, just, you know, just for a time, just to open it up. The bottomless pit, another name is the abyss or hell. This is the place, that, the good news is, so seven times this place is mentioned in the book of Revelation. And it's a, it's a place of punishment. It's a place of incarceration for, for, for demons. They, they get held in this place called the abyss, the bottomless pit. Satan is going to be held there for a thousand years. I'm looking forward to this day right here. Let me just read it to you. Revelation 20, verse 1. This is the same, same word, the abyss. It's the same place. I saw an angel coming down out of heaven, having the keys of the, can we say together, the abyss, and a great chain in his hand. So there's an angel with a great chain in his hand, and he goes, and it says, and, and, it says, and he laid hold of the dragon, the old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him for how long? A thousand years. We're going to be on this earth for a thousand years, and there's going to be no satanic realm around us. It'll all be gone. I'm looking forward to that day. And cast him into the abyss and shut it. So for a thousand years, they cast him into the abyss, they shut it and sealed it and put a seal over it that he should deceive the nations. Isn't it just, Who's deceiving our nations? It's demonic. That he should deceive the nations no more until the thousand years should be finished and after this, he must be loose for a little time. Don't you hate? When I read that, I'm like, why are they going to loose him up? Why is he going to come back? 
Do you remember reading that for the first time? I'm like, what? What do you mean? He's going to come. How long is he going to be here? So basically, after a thousand years, you know, we're going to have the millennial kingdom. There's going to be like a heaven here. on. It's going to be like, uh, like it was in the Garden of Eden here on the earth for a thousand years. We're going to be there. All of us as believers. It's going to be beautiful. So when I said it's going to get real bad, but guess what? For us, it gets only better from here. It's going to be great for us, right? But after that thousand years, it's called the millennial kingdom then Satan's going to be released for a little while. And, and you might think, if you've never heard this before, why would God allow him to be released? Well, because on the earth, there's still going to be those that are rebelling against God. And they're going to have an opportunity, their last chance. Satan's going to come. They're going to follow Satan in his ways. And then they're all going to be cast out into the lake of fire forever and ever. And we live happily ever after. Amen? Do I get an amen for that? Yeah. All right. Okay, before I get too far... I want to do a timeline just to give you a little visual of, of this. Every once in a while, I, when I'm, I do a timeline. So before the cross was the Old Testament, New Testament, church age. We're here. This is where Jesus Christ died. We're in the church age right here. I'm going to show you where I believe we're at today. Ready, guys? Right there. <laughs> I believe that's us right here. I really do. And you see, the Revelation 9, what we're talking about, it's going to be within that seven-year period of tribulation. We're going to be raptured. We don't know exactly when it starts, the time of tribulation. I believe it's very soon after the rapture. That's my personal understanding. But it, we don't know. We can't be dogmatic about that. But there's going to be a time of tribulation here. And then, and then uh, Revelation 9 is there at the end of the tribulation period as the trumpet sounds. Then there's the return of Jesus Christ. We're going to come back with Jesus to the earth. We'll have a thousand year reign, just like I said. There'll be a final judgment and then the eternal state as we live on and on with the Lord forever. The warning goes out of hell and we're going to look a little closer, but I read somewhere that there's 600 warnings in the Bible regarding hell, 600 warnings of hell. And I believe the reason why is because God wants to warn people that it's a terrible place. You don't want to go there. Nobody wants to go there. Hell was not created for us. Hell was created for Satan and, and his followers and the demons. It's not for you. God doesn't want anybody to go to this place of torment. It's a terrible place. And God doesn't want anyone to go there. I was at Lowe's just the other day and I was looking for a specific bulb, a unique bulb for our front porch. It's not a common one. It's just like, so I couldn't find it, the one that I was looking for. And I wanted it a certain way and all. So I asked the gentleman at Lowe's to help me. So he's helping me. And they didn't have a single pack. I just needed one. And he had it in a three pack. And so he showed it to me. He said, I'm sorry. I wish I had it in a single pack. I said, no problem. He says, this is going to last you many, many years. And I, I says, yeah, probably through the millennial kingdom. And he's, he looked at me and I says... <laughs> And then I said something like, I says, but the way things are going, the rapture should be here at any time. And he, <laughs> and he literally says, he goes, he goes, oh, no, don't say that. And I says, don't say, I go, what are you kidding me? I'm excited about the rapture. And he's looking at me like, you are crazy. <laughs> if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you should be excited about the rapture. It was funny, though. Just seeing his face, he's looking at me like, are you from another planet or something? 
but we're going to be raptured. We're going to be taken up before the time of tribulation. I know there might be some even in this room, some watching us. They have a different, it's called eschatology. They might believe differently. They might believe that we're taken up right here in the middle of the tribulation period. There's some that believe that the rapture happens after the tribulation period. All this crazy stuff. I, I don't believe that. We've talked about that before. I'm not going to get into why we believe what we believe, but I believe when we get raptured, we'll look at us and say, you guys were right, but I hope that's what happens. I just don't see at all, and I'm sure you've heard this before, I don't see Jesus saving us, we're the bride of Christ, and then he beats us up. Because it's very clear, the time of tribulation is the wrath of God and the wrath of Jesus Christ. God doesn't pour out his wrath. We're not appointed to wrath. So there you go. I'll get some letters about that one, but that's okay. Let's go on. When he opened the bottomless pit and smoke arose out of the pit, like the smoke of a great furnace, Jesus refers to it like that, like a fiery furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. If you've ever seen a volcano and you see all the smoke coming up out of, into the air and darkens the sky, then out of the smoke, locusts came upon the earth. To them it was given power, as scorpions of the earth have power. These are not regular locusts. We're going to look at that. These are demonic things. That's not, this is something, I believe these are d demons in a form that we've never seen. During the time of tribulation, the demonic realm will be visible. I, I wonder if all this going on right now about UFOs and stuff and to get people prepared that we're going to be seeing some creatures. And so we looked at the description. We'll look back at the description. But I just want to say they have power like, a, like scorpions. Locusts do not have power like scorpions. It's not a locust. What kind of power do they have? Well, I read somewhere that if you have a full brunt of a scorpion sting, you'll probably roll on the ground with agony. They'll foam at the mouth. You'll grind your teeth with pain. And I even put a little description. Symptoms of sting, of scorpion sting symptoms. Tingling and burning at the sting's sight, numbness, difficulty breathing, difficulty swallowing, blurry vision, or seizure. More severe symptoms include muscle twitching, usually head, neck, and eye movement, drooling, sweating, vomiting, high blood pressure, low blood pressure, accelerated heart rate, restlessness, in rare cases, death. Can you imagine being stung by these things? I want to go to heaven just because of this. This is going to be five months worth of torture for people. They're going to be like, you, I don't know how this is. If they're going to get in your, if you're sleeping one, you know, you're in bed and these things are crawling on you. Go, I don't know how bad it's going to be, but guarantee it's going to happen. They're going to be released. We'll talk a little bit more about this, but demons are going to be released from hell. This is what I believe it is. And they're going to torture men. Again, you don't want to be here. Our government is so corrupt here in this state of California that I, I've showed you this before, but it, it makes me think of this, that they're wanting us to release 50% of our inmates in Orange County. Do you, you remember that, right? Yeah. Murderers, rapists, pedophilia people, anybody, let them all out. 50% because of COVID, they want to release 50% of the patients, or excuse me, of the prisoners. That's, uh, what does it say, 1,800 serious offenders? I mean, does that make any, this is Orange County. That's right where we live, guys. 
Thank God we have the, the sheriff of Orange County. He's a, a man of God, and he says, we're not going to release these prisoners. There's Tim. Yeah, we're working on getting him here with us to, to talk with him, right? We're going to get the, yeah, we're going to get him here with us to talk with him about this kind of stuff. We need to pray for that man. But this is what people want to do. It's like, to me, it's almost like it's, it's apocalyptic because that's what's going to happen in the tribulation period. These incarcerated demons are going to be left out to torture people. And I guess the powers that be want to do that to us here in Orange County. They want to let these people out, which is just insane. Am I taking crazy pills or is it just... Wow. They were commanded not to harm the grass or the earth or the green things or the trees, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. Well, locusts, they do eat vegetation, so these are not regular locusts, but these are, again, as we're going to look at, they're not regular locusts. They are creatures that are going to hurt people. But you notice, check that out. They're not allowed to touch those that have the seal of God on their foreheads. That's the 144,000. Revelation 7 talks about the 144,000. They have a special seal on them. So I, I, I can't help myself. I get these things. So you get these things are going, they're going around like this. And then someone with a the seal, they go, and they can't touch them. They're like, wow. <laughs> they're like, do you know the Bible says as a believer in Jesus Christ that we have the seal of the Holy Spirit on our lives? We're sealed, guys. We have a special seal on us. Even the demonic realm, where we're at today, it's a picture of what's going to happen then. Is that the demonic realm has no power over us as believers in Jesus Christ. That They have no power. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We're the restrainer. We're, the Holy Spirit in the church is restraining evil. In other words, if we could, I think if we could see in the spiritual realm, we would have a lot more Christ confidence than ever. Where demons are like, whoa, hey, one of those born-again believers, get out, stay away. Seriously. It's in Ephesians 1.13, to him, you also trusted after you heard the what? Word of the gospel of your salvation, and whom also having believed, you were what? Sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Every believer in Jesus Christ, when they believe, when they trust the word of God, when they're saved, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. We're sealed. After second service, as I, I love meeting new people outside and talking to others that are you know, praying with people and we had two different people pray to receive Christ and gave their life to the Lord for the first time. It was just, it was beautiful. It's not my phone, by the way. <laughs> but one, and I don't have the permission to, you know, say who they are, but one, a doctor, about four or five months ago, he came. I was able, was prayed with him to receive Christ out there, outside after service. He starts bringing his elderly uh, children in their 20s. There, they started coming. So last Sunday, the daughter, I know I'm half asleep, so if I make a mistake, just keep laughing now. Just laugh at me, that's okay. <laughs> but no, so the, so the daughter, so the daughter asked to, uh, to receive Jesus Christ as her Savior with tears in her eyes. So she prayed to receive the Lord. Then another gentleman that's only been coming for a few months, he brought his sister, and then she prayed to receive the Lord. But listen, the reason why I'm bringing this up, they're sealed with the Holy Spirit instantly. 
sealed for eternity. Guys, we're in a spiritual battle right now, and we have the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We're sealed, we're empowered, but I believe for the most part, the church is asleep in the spiritual realm. We're not engaging as we should. Listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.